Hey there, Mama. I'm Carissa, and this is the Birth Tide Podcast, the podcast where I'll help you feel more informed and excited for your birth. I'm a birth doula and childbirth educator who is passionate about helping mamas feel less in the dark and more informed about pregnancy and birth to help you have your dream experiences. Every week, you'll have the opportunity to hear from a guest speaker and birth professional so you can be most prepared for your dream birth. Be sure to check out my free birth prep steps guide where I give you nine things to do in your pregnancy so that you can enjoy your birth. Click the link in the show notes below or head to thebirthtie.com steps. All right, let's get into today's show. Hello, Hannah. Welcome to the Birth Tide podcast. I am super excited to have you here. Hannah is a lactation counselor and here to answer your questions today. So Hannah, do you want to just start off by introducing yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. My first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Um, thanks. So I am a wife and a mother of two little girls, um, Mila and Penelope. And my fun fact about them is they were born on the exact same day, two years apart. Ooh. So oh. yeah, so they'll show, share birthday parties for the rest of forever. <laughs> Um, but my, I own, uh, latching with grace where I am, uh, a lactation counselor helping families prenatally and postpartum with breastfeeding. Um, so yeah. What does that look like helping people prenatally? So oftentimes we know a lot about what lactation consultants do in postpartum, obviously when you are breastfeeding, but how can you help people prenatally? Yeah. So I actually, I love the prenatal portion of it because I feel like just having people who are so excited to breastfeed that they want to learn about it and be like fully prepared for when the time comes just is really cool. So I do all my prenatal stuff virtually and um, it's basically everything you need to know to prepare for breastfeeding from your medical history, um, you know, what's going on through your pregnancy, what to expect in the early days, you know, how to know your baby's getting enough, how to latch, like everything, like the everything you need to know. And that's basically what I do in a prenatal consult. Oh, that's great. Thanks for sharing. Uh, So we'll get into the first question then. So one mama asked, where do we start with our research? We know there is so much out there about breastfeeding. It can feel overwhelming. And the next question by Brooklyn goes right with that of how much do you rely on education when it comes to breastfeeding for the first time? Yeah, so there's a ton of resources available out there. And I think it really just depends on like what you're looking for and what type of learner you are. Are you the type of person who needs an in-person class? And if so, a lot of times hospitals or birth centers will offer those kind of classes in person. Um, they're oftentimes like group sessions and not as personal personal uh, or one-on-one. So I would check there. Like that's um, a good option for in-person classes. And if not, find a local lactation professional who you connect with or like their style and see if they offer any prenatal education because a lot of times they do. And it can really be beneficial to start a relationship with an LC before your baby arrives by doing that prenatal education. Uh, As far as education versus intuition, I think both are really important. So I think education, like knowing the basics of breastfeeding, like how your milk production works, what to expect in the first few days, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Techniques like how to latch your baby or basic latch troubleshooting if you're having nipple pain, um, when to call lactation for help, those kinds of things. Um, Being aware of potential challenges like, you know, when you experience engorgement or clogged ducts or true signs of low milk supply, those kinds of things like that. I think is the education side, but the intuition side, like breastfeeding is something that you are 
going to be the only one to experience with your baby. And your intuition comes into play a lot when understanding your baby's needs. So you'll develop like an innate sense of when your baby's hungry, satisfied, or just like need you for comfort. Um, I think your like your maternal instincts are very powerful. Um, and even if you feel like things are going well, like things you learned on the education side, you think things are going well, but then your mother, your maternal instincts are telling you something's off. Like, I think you should always trust that. So I think both are very important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. And that's something that I always talk with my clients too about with birth, like listen to that intuition. It's so powerful. It's so incredible. Yes. So, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I love this next one because uh, it's about lip ties and tongue ties. And I know I've seen a lot of it. Um, and I've had friends, I've experienced this. So what do you recommend for babies with lip tie or tongue ties? First thing I would recommend would be to get help. <laughs> Reach out to lactation as soon as possible because it's important to not like run to get a release um, of whatever ties baby may have, but to have someone who can help you and prepare your baby for the release beforehand and be there to help you with exercises afterwards. Um, somebody to help you with body work. Like there's a lot that goes into it and it's not just like, a snip or a laser or anything like that. And then everything's better. Like your baby is compensating for a lack of tongue function. Let's say if it's a tongue tie and then all of a sudden you, you clip it or you laser it and then baby's like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? So having someone on your side before and afterwards to kind of help you through that is super important. Yeah. You mentioned signs of lip tie and tongue tie. I know it's um, often how it looks or yeah. How can a mom, notice that especially if their midwife or someone who already looked at it said oh no they don't have a lip tie or tongue tie and then if mom still suspects this like what are things that she can be looking for yeah i would say never be afraid to get a second opinion yeah. never yeah. because everybody's level of training on it and everybody's eye is going to be different um a lot of tongue ties and lip ties um, or even buckle ties like the like inside of your cheek tissue tie um, is becoming more of a thing now. But a lot of it can present in, let's think, uh, nipple pain that's like not going away. Um, re like if your baby's been told by their pediatrician that they have reflux or they're colicky, um, if baby seems uncomfortable and is super fussy all the time, arching their back, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of spit up can sometimes lead to it. Um, if baby can't get comfortable while breastfeeding on one side versus the other, all these things can point to a potential oral tie. So this is more for later, I guess, in breast the breastfeeding journey, but for someone who's pregnant, is it safe to breastfeed while pregnant? Yes. In most cases, yes. So typically, unless you're considered high risk, it's fine. Um, but I always say check with your provider. But typically, yeah, I mean, many, many women tandem feed and feed throughout pregnancy. And um, yeah. So. How do you wean when that time comes? Do you stop sessions? How do you know what sessions to stop? How would you suggest going about that? Yeah, there's a there's a couple of different weaning methods that you can do when it's time to wean. Um, there's one called don't offer, don't refuse, like basically don't offer it. And if your baby asks for it, then don't refuse it. Um, but that's more of like a gentle approach. Um, distraction or substitution that can be like substituting with a snack or substituting with breast milk in a cup. Um, another method would be like change in routine or schedule. 
I think a good example is if a baby is acting like they're hungry or a child, toddler, whatever, um, you can go for a walk or get in the car and drive somewhere, like offer some sort of shift in your schedule to kind of get their mind off it. Um, postponement would be just tell your child, like not right now, maybe later, um, or shorten nursing sessions each time. So those are all different methods that you can try. Um, as far as knowing what session to stop first, typically the daytime sessions are the easiest to drop because children are like less attached to those. Um, so the morning sessions can be harder first thing in the morning and then the nighttime sessions are often the hardest. So I would drop the easiest ones first throughout the day, then typically the morning and then last to go would be the nighttime. I would do it slowly. Um, one feeding at a time typically is what I recommend. And then do the nighttime one last and don't try to do it all at once. Um, to make it easier, it depends on how old the baby is. Sometimes it's not as hard as you might think it is. Sometimes it's harder for the mom than it is on the baby. Uh, I typically recommend to just like maintain a very close, both phys physical and emotional connection with your baby, like cuddle with them, do a lot of activities with them, spend a lot of like engaging one-on-one -on -one time with them, offer them their favorite toy or some sort of comfort item that can provide support. But that kind of close contact relationship can help them with the fact that they're missing out on the breastfeeding side of it. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, for a mom dropping from feedings, does she have to look out for infection at all or engorgement? What would that look like? It kind of depends on the mom and her supply and how old the baby is. Sometimes if you are dropping one feet at a time and let's say the baby's two, um, if you do it slowly, drop one feet at a time, like your body will adjust and it'll be, you know, just slowly, you know, your supply will dwindle over time and you really won't have a lot of trouble. Sometimes if you are weaning like earlier, um, you can experience some like clogged ducts and things like that that can lead to mastitis, but not always. So in that case, I would say use ice, um, do breast gymnastics where you literally like pick up your breast tissue and like move it around like you're stretching it. It looks ridiculous, but it works. <laughs> um, light lymphatic massage, like things like that that you can do to kind of manage your symptoms until you feed baby again. Um, so it just depends on where you are in your breastfeeding journey as to what it's going to look like when you wean. But typically, if you go slow, it shouldn't be too, too bad. The next question is from Ashley, and she wondered, how do you prevent newborns from choking on letdown? My first thought would be to try the laid back position where you just like latch your baby in whatever position you typically latch them in and then lay back so your baby's on top of you. Um, that helps them get better control of the milk because gravity's working in their favor, right? Like they're not laying down. So you're kind of dumping milk in their mouth. Rather, they're on top of you to help control the flow. My next thought would be if your baby's choking on your letdown often and it's not getting better, then I would have them assessed for oral ties. The next question is from Carissa and she asked, how do you get baby to get a good latch or correctly do it effectively? Yeah. Yeah. So I think first and foremost is finding a comfortable position. So both for you and baby, right? Like a lot of moms are going to like hunch forward and try to bring their breast to baby while baby's laying down. Like, no, you want your baby's tummy to be touching your tummy. Their shoulder, ear, and hip should all be in alignment, right? Uh, so they're not like awkwardly trying to look over their shoulder and eat. Um, 
I don't typically recommend moms learn how to latch in a cradle position um, where the baby's head is like in the crook of their arm because it's baby has a hard time moving their head around to, you know, get a good position. You have a hard time helping the baby latch, holding your breast. It's, I would just steer clear of that, but finding a com- comfortable position is first and foremost. Um, in, in addition to like their baby's ear, shoulder and hip being in alignment, you want to make sure that they're position so that their mouth is able to open wide so if you try to drink from something like where your chin is touching your chest like it's hard to swallow like that so you want their neck to be open wide so what i often remind moms is to slide baby down towards their feet so your nipple is pointed at baby's nose and that'll help encourage baby to open their mouth really wide wait for them to open their mouth wide and land their chin on your breast tissue first And then bring your baby to you, again, not breast to baby, but bring baby to you as you tuck your nipple in under the roof of their mouth. And that's how you latch a baby. And then lean back so that they're nice and cozy on you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one last question for you. And I just wonder from your perspective, or what do you get asked the most? What are the the biggest challenges you see, especially first-time moms having? I think the biggest thing that I see is moms thinking that they have low milk supply when they don't. I think in the early, early days, there's this misconception that your baby needs like ounces and ounces and ounces of milk. And then mom is feeding and pumping. There's just so much going on because they're worried that their supply isn't enough. And in most cases, that's really not true. Like your baby needs so little in the first few days of life. Um, And this is all like a physiological process after your baby's born and delivered your hormones shift and then your milk transitions from colostrum to mature milk. Like it's all a part of the plan. (laughs) Um, So I think like just trusting back to like the instincts versus education, like trusting your body and trusting your instincts and trusting that you're, you're doing everything right is huge. And I see that all the time. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's a um, something I definitely get asked a lot as a doula. Uh, moms being concerned about low milk supply. So that is was very helpful to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted yeah. to share um, as a lactation consultant? And I'd also love to hear uh, what are resources that you offer and how can um, people reach out to you and maybe even get help from you if they want to yeah, have you as their lactation consultant? Yeah, so I have um I have a variety of resources available um on my website. I have like prenatal uh ebooks so you can like have everything on your phone and you know learn how to do reverse pressure softening when you're in engor- when you're having engorgement at the hospital and learn how to hand express those kinds of things. I have a video course. I do one-on-one courses as well, but everything's on my website which is latchingwithgrace.com. Um and you can get uh in contact with me on social media or my email. Everything is latching with grace. I try to keep it <laughs> try to keep yeah. it easy. So um Yes, that's awesome. You, yeah, you can message me on Instagram, you can email me. It's just latchingwithgrace at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I'm, I love when people reach out to me with questions and I always try to help in any way that I can. And, um, in addition to prenatal services, I do postpartum consults as well. So after baby arrives, I try to come out, you know, as soon as you, as soon as I can, um, after you reach out to me, typically like within 48 or 72 hours, I can try to get out to a new, a new family and help in any way that I can. And 
I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's so great to have you here today. And wow, I can't believe how much uh, good stuff we covered, good ground we covered in a short amount of time. But it was definitely so, so helpful. And I know people uh, will love this. So if anybody wants to get in contact with Hannah, I will leave her links in the show notes below. So be sure to check those out. And again, it was so good to have you here today. Thank you for coming. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you everyone for joining us on the Birth Tide podcast today. It has been so fun chatting with Hannah. Again, you can check out all of her things in the show notes below. And if you want to feel more prepared for your birth, go to thebirthtide.com steps to get your free birth prep steps guide or check out the link in the show notes below. The next podcast episode is going to be with Gloria all about VBAC, so be sure to tune in for that because it is going to be amazing. All right, have a good week, everyone. Bye.